0: is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the intersections of technology and ministry. It is part of the podcast network sponsored by Wells, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Our show today is hosted by Martin Spriggs and Sally Draper. Welcome back to Well's Tech, everybody. This is episode 719, and we are recording it on February 29th, 2024. My name is Martin Spriggs. You've joined a show about technology and ministry. We're so glad you are here. And joining me as usual, Sally Draper. Hello, Sally.
1: Good morning, Martin. Happy to be joining you as usual, but this is an unusual day. It is Um, not that often that you say February 29th on the Wells Tech podcast, although I think Mm -hmm. we've done it at least once in the past Mm -hmm. on the actual leap year day. But yeah, I had to think about it. Yeah. Our fifth episode in a leap year. How about that for numbers? Way My too wife, long
0: to- my wife <laughs> reminded me this morning that this was the day our daughter broke her arm in grade school. So that's how oh. she that's what she attaches to to <laughs> Leap, leap day, day uh every four years. So <laughs> my daughter gets to celebrate that broken limb uh once every four years as well. So kind of yeah. cool how that how that happens. And I know there I don't know if we have any listeners who have her birthday on leap day. It'd be interesting to uh know how they celebrate if they uh if they have a proxy day that they use each year or they just kind of <laughs> save it up for every four years. So
1: yeah Kevin has a coworker who's eight years old today. Yeah so yeah. go figure okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. fun stuff. But we're gonna uh we're going to take advantage of the fact that it is leap day and do a little bit of a trip down memory lane, go back in time. And talk about and revisit some of the topics that we had around that time of year. We didn't always record, as you mentioned, on February 29th, but certainly very close. But there are there's there's ebbs and flows to technology. And sometimes it's neat to go back and see, you know, what were we talking about four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago, um, or beyond 16 years ago for for our little Wells Tech podcast. And uh, as we were doing a little show prep, it was kind of interesting that you know some of the things we're still talking about, uh, others not as much, but we're in different ways. So kind of fun to put this show together. A little bit lighter fare today as we talk about some of these things. So where would you like to start, Sally? Four years you know,
1: ago. That's, <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, four years ago, February 2020. That was a pretty uneventful. A month mm. turns out March 2020 was full of events. And so mm-hmm. February 2020, we were on the eve of COVID-19, shutting our world down. Yeah, a pandemic crazy. like nothing any of us had ever experienced and all the impacts that it had on ministry and um, maybe just looking forward since that time period, how much technology has changed and how much people have um adapted and uh, accepted and learned Mm -hmm. you know I I remember during the pandemic um, meeting up with our congregation over zoom and somebody saying well our family's been having board game night over zoom and they were like in their 70s and I thought Mm -hmm. how cool is that you know that they're doing that and I think that's pretty much what we've seen since the last leap year Um, yeah a lot of change
0: it's It's kind of uh, the whole video conference, uh, doing things distance, you know, spanning the miles through technology has kind of evened out, I think. Uh, obviously, I think most congregations are still doing live streaming. Many of them at that point did not. So there was kind of a mad dash. Uh, I think there were a lot of gifts given to purchase technology and then scrambling to figure out how to use all that stuff there were shortages of everything you couldn't buy a webcam um, you know those those things were all in short supply I think now though it's kind of an accepted use and I think we're trying to figure out how best to use it now for instance I've got a uh, church meeting a leadership meeting on Saturday, and we decided, well, let's just do it via video conference. Even though we don't live that far from from the church, we're all fairly close. It's just a little bit more convenient. It's quick for a one-hour meeting just to jump on, and we know each other already. We we do a lot of face-to-face already, but that's an application where it just makes life a little bit easier. There are different things that you can share and record and that's another benefit of doing video conference type meetings is you can record the session and share it for people who couldn't be there, uh, which is a little bit more difficult if you are are face-to-face. We're talking about uh, virtual Bible classes and those kinds of things for very busy families who uh, find it difficult to dedicate an evening to uh, something. And this is a way to make that a little bit more possible, or again, view a recording of so they can kind of stay in tune with what's going on. I think there's lots of different applications right now that we hadn't even imagined or would have thought, yeah, it's just too hard for everybody, but it's not anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I'm i thinking of a couple of different examples as you were talking, Martin. First of all, February of 2020, I really don't think Zoom was much of an actor on the scene mm-hmm. at all for anyone. I remember how all of a sudden it just exploded and we kind of landed on zoom and they had to really adjust and right. people were getting into meetings and hacking them and, you know, all right. that kind of Obviously stuff. Was and they had to put up mm-hmm. a lot of security around it and stuff like that. So that's definitely something that's changed. Um, I, I have a funny story to relate from just yesterday. My, um, my local grade school, Risen Savior here in Mankato, um, kids from my church and who were in my Sunday school class and everything, they took a trip and they were actually at the CMM yesterday taking a tour of the Synod office building. And I happened to be in a video conference up on a screen in, a, in an open conference room. And all of a sudden, all the kids were waving <laughs> And they're like, all these kids are walking by waving. (laughs) And I said, oh, it's my school. And I waved back and they saw me wave and all this kind of stuff. It was just hilarious how our worlds collide (laughs) in that way. But all because of uh, just this very accepted practice of video conferencing. Um, Just recently, my um, Mayo Clinic healthcare system announced that they're going with um, virtual primary care visits. So Mm -hmm. you don't even have to go in to see your primary care doctor for some of your visits, virtual urgent care as well. And they've just launched that in their app. And I mean, I'm sure there's a reason it took four years since the pandemic to get all of the bells and whistles in place for that. But it's not a crazy thought for Mm -hmm. those of us that have now are now on the other side of that. Just one more story. Um, A couple of years ago, I was supposed to speak at a women's um, Advent by candlelight event and my husband happened to come down with COVID that week. And so I didn't feel comfortable going and speaking in person. So I recorded my my presentation that I had worked on and polished and I sent them a video and they played my video and people there were not put off by that. That wasn't a, a bad thing for their gathering, even though it wasn't the desired thing. It was very well accepted. And so, again, a lot has changed since the last leap year, for sure.
0: For sure. Yeah. So. so that was the topic, or that was what we were in. St- who knew <laughs> you
1: know, at the time <laughs> yeah. we
0: were probably recording that show or, or close to that that was on, on the horizon? So For sure. let's go back four more years. So this is now eight years ago, 2016, with the leap year before that. What were we talking
1: about then? Um back in the day, we were actually collaborating on a self-published book. We were yeah, writing the book right. with all your heart, which was about um productivity and project, project management, management in the church yeah. setting. Um, and we went through the process of of writing it together and collaborating. We Um, I think you did a whole lot of formatting to get it into a format that was um, agreeable with self-publishing and the book is still out there on Amazon available for purchase. We have our own ISBN number and everything. So self-publishing was pretty new, I think at that Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Um, This week I ordered a new t-shirt from Amazon and it was a print on demand. And um, When they got my order, they pulled out the plain T-shirt and printed it and sent it to me. And so that self-publishing concept is still around. Um, Mm -hmm. Another example, my son bound uh, into a book format all of his sermons from his first year of parish ministry and gave that to us as a Christmas gift. And so he has an ISBN as well. So it's probably a lot easier now than it was four years ago.
0: Yeah, we learned a lot, and we are certainly in the era of self-publishing, whether that be digital or in print, and um, that that whole book writing process was both not from just the process, you know, learning process, but also just kind of thinking through project management principles for congregations, and I still think that in schools. I think that still is a need. I think there's a challenge there. They're just so busy uh so many things going on and you know the the good basic sound project management principles are are super important to can kind of keep things moving, keep track of things, keep people accountable uh, in some of the things I just looked at the book the other day and still valid uh, we probably mm-hmm. could come out with a a revision, but a lot of the technologies we talked about. We talked about Trello in there and those kinds of tools. I probably add a new section on on to dos and task management. But I think uh, that's probably in our in our future here too to give it a little bit of an update and and work off of what we started there. So pretty cool.
1: That sure. was fun.
0: That was a lot of work. That I remember that part about it eight years ago. Yeah, Uh, writing a book is no small feat, um, but uh, it was it was fun and well received too.
1: So, right, all right. Um, You
0: have something else for 2016?
1: No, just the fact that um, I wrote a whole lot of show notes. (laughs) As I look back, it's a very long post and i don't know if we talk about less or or maybe so many things are so ubiquitous now that we only mention the unique things or whatever but the the show notes seemed a lot longer back in the day Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah we talked uh i'm looking at the show notes for that uh what is that uh that month we were doing were we doing monthly or uh, weekly i'm sorry at Mm -hmm. that point and we had uh Things like uh, hardware, lists of hardware for um, productivity, and things we were using, things we um, had on our desks, like webcams and monitors and laptops and mixers and mice and those kinds of things. So a lot of these things are still still the same. Not a lot of still sitting on my
1: desk, right? (laughs) Yep,
0: exactly, exactly. So. Ah, uh, yeah, in fact the monitor that I list here is the one I'm looking at right now. So Awesome. 8 some, years later. Yeah, it's got some good, lizards. good years on it. So Yeah,
1: my mic has changed. I think my mic died since in the 8 years that have passed, but besides It's pretty that, much
0: it's the same uh, I think it's the same brand-ish, right? I think mm-hmm. it is. So Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, you buy decent stuff, you make, uh, and that's part of why this show exists is to try and find the stuff that is going to last in a good investment, and good stewardship. So let's go back four more years, Sally, 2012. Uh, so now we are what? 20, 22 years. No, 20, nope. yeah. 24 years ago. I'm 14 nope. years ago. Sorry. Um, guest host we had back then with fond memories, Gail Potratz joined us on February 29th in 2012, right? Um, Which was
1: 12 years ago. Yes, exactly right. I'm sorry, 12 Um, years ago. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's neat to see Gail's face pop up here because Gail was our very first Uh, education technology guest host, did a wonderful job. She's enjoying retirement now, but I have a neat connection to Gail. Her um, daughter and her family are in my congregation now. Mm. So I get to see Gail every once in a while when she visits. So that's really special. Um, But yeah, Gail got us off on the right foot with that whole education technology focus because wow, have things changed since, Um, we started the podcast. At this point, we're talking about Chromebooks versus iPads and uh, getting digital textbooks and things Mm -hmm. like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of progress over the years in education technology this year, focusing on um, artificial intelligence in education and the good, the bad, the the black box of how much we need to learn there. So always more to learn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. These days we're having fun with Rachel and Jason and uh, we had fun back then too, talking to Gail too. Mm-hmm. Um, one topic that was uh, top of mind and still is, uh, is internet safety. And that's probably maybe even more so than ever. I, I was giving presentations back then to PTOs and the like and Great resources out there. In fact, some of the same resources from Common Sense Media and a few others that are mm-hmm. useful and part of curriculums these days. And um, now you throw in, um, you know, all the the things that are going on online now with, uh, um, yeah, you know, with uh, bullying, etc. And it's definitely top of mind for school principals and and families as well. So yep.
1: nothing's changed. Maybe there. um. The, the wording has advanced a little bit from mm-hmm. Internet safety to digital citizenship because yep. you want to have good citizens who not only are safe, but also are very uh, savvy with the mm-hmm. things that the Internet presents to them. And so starting from preschool and kindergarten all the way up, schools are incorporating that type of of um, training in their curriculums. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: And now with AI, it's always a question, is this real? Is this legitimate? For sure. No.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I heard of a hack recently where um, a, a corporate employee was tricked because of deep fake videos that they had mm-hmm. produced that looked like his fellow employees went to a video conference and thought he was in a conference with his fellow employees. Wow. That just wow. blows my mind.
0: Sounds scary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then four more years back to 2008, which was, is that the year we started the podcast? That is the
1: year we started. That's the second month we started. And, uh, it's February started with episode five. So what are we on now? Mm -hmm. 719 or something. That was a long time ago. (laughs) Let's see. 16 years, huh? And, um, yeah, we were talking about interesting things back then, even back then. I found a Snagit on the list. I'm still using Snagit faithfully today. That's a product from TechSmith that allows you to take screen capture. That's and
0: amazing that a amazing. product that you loved back then is oh still goodness. You still love it and it's
1: still better than ever. Primetime. Yeah. Probably made my top picks of the year many times over the last 16 years. So um, yeah, that was neat to see it on the list. Unfortunately, I also saw Picnic on the list. I don't Mm -hmm. know if any of our listeners remember Picnic spelled with a K at the end, but it was a really sweet online Um, image editor. I even taught classes at MLC on image editing and turned them on to using Picnic and stuff because it could do it all. And it was so fun to use and so Mm -hmm. easy and free. And then all of a sudden it went out of business because I think it was Google maybe that purchased Picnic to use their technology in Google Photos. And so it was very disappointing. There was a period of time where there was no Picnic. And then we got PicMonkey. PicMonkey came on the scene and I, I even saw a note in one of the following years about smiling big monkey grins because I was all mm-hmm. about the monkey and I loved PicMonkey and did a ton of image editing there. And now PicMonkey is all very pricey. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no free model there. And what's popular today? Canva. Canva so there's yeah. the, kind of the evolution of online image editors that are free and fun and easy to use and snag it solid through all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So cool. a looking back, it uh, was also the time that the together newsletter started. So digital sure. um, digital news that goes out that uh, still going strong, still branded the same um, mm-hmm. for, for those of you that are, are Wells members and subscribe to that. That's how to stay up to date on what's going on. And we were talking about uh, Concordia Technology Solutions products. Shepherd's staff at the time. Uh, in fact, interestingly enough, I just had a meeting with their product manager uh, a couple of days ago. Rob Dave. Um, Rob, uh, I got to remember his last name now. I want to say Davidson, but yeah, Rob Davidson. Um, great guy. And he is, uh, he was talking about uh, some of the new things that are coming into to Member 360 and Church 360 products. Uh, the Ledger products getting an, up, an upgrade. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. And we were talking about some of the communications that are built, communication modules that are built in for any Member 360 subscriber, including being able to Email everybody and text everybody, which is kind of comes along free of charge, which is awesome. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm. Kind of
0: a, it's not really a lost leader, but value add would be the right uh, technical term um, that if you have a subscription, you can uh, text all your people. Uh, There's a caller function too that you can add as well uh, for fairly inexpensive. So emergency calls for weather events and those kinds of things is part of the package. Uh, that you can add on, but that that SMS piece, that's a that's a great value. That's awesome. Hope they can okay. continue to offer that. But uh, so we were talking about that back then. There's still, I think he said, uh, maybe 80 of our congregations still using Shepherd Staff. All the rest have, have converted. Those of you that are still in that Shepherd Staff mode you may want to take a look at the uh, the Church 360 stuff. It comes with a lot of benefits. So.
1: The difference being local software that you have to run Versus on a network if you want to share right. it. Yeah. yeah Back right. in the day, that's what we did, but now yeah, it can be in did. the cloud and accessible mm-hmm. from anywhere. So, so, with the right credentials, obviously very secure. Yep.
0: So there you have our little walk down memory lane by uh, by leap years. Uh, <laughs> kind of fun. I like it. It so. was. You'll have to uh, wait another four if we're if we're still doing this um, for. <laughs> The next round. So very cool.
1: Yes. Let's move All right. on,
0: Sally. Should we? Ministry yeah, resources. We, you got something to share here.
1: We do. We have a great ministry resource to share. Um, it is a webinar that's coming up. We've been talking a lot about webinars. We recently had Rachel Halsdorf. Halderson. Sorry, Rachel, you know me and last names, but Rachel Halderson was on our show. I believe the last show we produced and she talked about women's ministry webinars and here it is time to be part of the next webinar. This one actually focuses on the book, The Two-Hour Cocktail Party by Nick Gray. It was mentioned in the last webinar and um, Lori Ryan, who's used the book to to put on kind of evangelistic two-hour parties um, is going to go into more depth about the different things she's done to prepare for the parties and um, how she's pulled them off and what kind of things to expect. Uh, A quote from Lori, it seems like in this somewhat turbulent moment that in-home hospitality may be the way we evangelize, it somehow facilitates bringing down barriers and people let their guard down. So I'm excited because I'm having a two-hour, I'm calling it a a St. Patrick's Day party because we're doing it on March 17th, but specifically for women in my congregation, because it's a women's ministry push, I wanted to turn them on to women's ministry a little bit and share um, the webinars with them, but also try out this party format. I have the book and I'm working my way through. So I'm eager to listen and get more tips before my party happens. Uh, This webinar is on thursday march 7th from 7 to 8 p.m rachel again will be hosting and lori will be joining her so looking forward to that and there's still time to get signed up if you uh, use the link that we post you can get right to the webinar page and click to register
0: and if you didn't hear our interview um, with rachel uh we did that what was that the last episode we did it was yeah how to host a So tune tune in for to that one if you didn't already. Uh, she shared some things and some of the um, the things that they uh, have done and will do. I think they're uh, that's an exciting uh, area and use of technology that they're doing there. So mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's move on to our picks of the week.
1: And this week it came across my desk in one of the newsletters I subscribed to from Ditch That Textbook mm, by Matt Miller. Yeah. Um, he had a guest post by Caleb Wilson who talked about um, kind of an English language study way to use artificial intelligence. Basically they were working on the novel Robinson Crusoe and he challenged his students, put them in groups and had them work through um coming up with the right prompts to get imagery to support their Robinson Caruso. And I think he even puts in here what they ended up their prompt to be. But it's basically a man overlooking, you know, kind of a cove, an inlet. And they used the actual book and drew things from the book. To write their prompt, Um, I think here's the prompt that they said. Imagine a man dressed in tattered clothing as a result of a shipwreck atop a large hill overlooking a semi-barren island with other small hills below. His view of a large island covered in trees with small cove leading to a river in the trees below. There's birds and other fowl in the distance and far off blue ocean. Um, some islands barely visible, and some scattered rocks. And boy, that's exactly the way the image seemed to turn out. Um, He has examples with that same prompt. Um, The first one that they're displaying on the the blog post is from ChatGPT. I think it's the best, but there's one from Google Gemini and also one from Leonardo.ai. Guy Mm -hmm. looks really tattered. Yeah,
0: that one, (laughs) that's rough.
1: (laughs) He's he's having a bad day. So anyway, um, I thought it was a really neat experiment and a great application of AI for language arts teachers. Wanted to share that.
0: That is cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that uh, use case. Okay. Uh, My pick of the week, Sally, is a service called GiveButter, givebutter.com. So, what we were looking for at our church was a way to enable people who wanted to give free will offerings at events uh, if they didn't have cash. So, clearly, a way to do that would be with your mobile phone. And we use uh, Vanco for our online giving, but it doesn't really have a great mobile solution. It's kind of clunky, and you got to enter in information, and it's not a kind of a point of sale or a quick thing. So we were looking around and I found GiveButter. There's a number of these, but I kind of decided on them because it was super easy to set up. Essentially what you do is you connect it. um, uh, You give it information, obviously. Uh, Then you connect it to uh, a provider. Uh, They use Stripe to connect it to your bank. Um, you have to provide, you know, obviously proof of who you are, which was which was very easy. But essentially, you can create uh, one-time gifts, fundraising events, fundraising pages, auctions. Uh, what we used it for, we just created an event called Free will, or Christ Big Bend Free will. and we'll reuse this. And then what you can do is put a QR code you know, on a sign or a a short URL that you can provide uh, that directs people right to the page, mobile-friendly page so they don't have to download an app. And then it connects easily with uh, all the giving things that are on your mobile device, typically like Apple Pay, Google Pay, uh, Venmo, uh, PayPal, are the big ones that that most people use. You can also enter in a credit card if you wanna do it that way. But really it just asks for a first and last name and an email address so they can send the receipt to you. And then you can pick what denominations you want to invite uh, and they can also write their own in. So like for our free will offering, I think we did, I don't know, five, 10, 25, 50 maybe, I forget which what we did. And then you can also uh, pick your own. The fee is typical credit card transaction fees. I think it's almost, uh, when you add it all up, it's about 4%. So it's not insignificant, but you can also uh, have a setting in there where you can ask the, the person who's using the tool to donate that piece as well. So it's really not costing the organization anything, but the the giver is, is antying up that piece as well. So went over pretty well. I think it's a, a getting used to or a break in period. So people recognize that, yeah, they can do it this way. Uh, but I think it's a good opportunity either in, in situations like this or at a concession stand, if you're selling, you know, shirts or something like that, you could use it here for that. Um, also, uh, if you want to put it up on the board in church, it's an easy way for for somebody, you know, during the offering time to be able to pull that up on their phone and make make an offering that way without going through kind of the the longer, you know, recur. You can do recurring gifts with this, but you know, the the Ven, the Vanco piece is more for regular giving for members. And this would be more for a kind of spur of the moment. Hey, I don't have cash. I want to, I want to give something to help out kind of thing. So That's givebutter.com. Pretty cool.
1: Interesting name. I guess they chose Butter because it's near better. Give Better. Maybe so. Support our fundraiser for a Butter World. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. So fun stuff. They're very responsive. Their tech support people are you know, right on it, there's a chat uh, a chat feature there. So if you have any trouble setting it up, we had a little trouble getting our, our nonprofit status in there, not that you really have to be a nonprofit to use it, but I think one of the benefits is you can do um, ACH. You can accept ACH payments if you're a nonprofit and you can also um, get quicker processing. So normally it's a 72 hour period before you can get the money into your bank account. Uh, so they're holding it uh, with nonprofits. I think they they cut that in half, something like that. So there are benefits to nice. to getting your nonprofit status into their system. So pretty cool, yeah. and it doesn't cost uh, anything. There's no no cost other than the transaction fees. So if nobody gives anything, you're not paying anything for the service.
1: Is there any way to like designate what account of your yes. Oh, yeah, there is. Nice. You, know, you can do so give to different
0: funds. Yeah. So nice. you want to give to the building fund or give to uh, student assistance or the operating fund. And then you can also uh, send it to different bank accounts depending on the fund type, too. So very nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, just one more funny, and that is that when you said you specify the denominations, I thought meant you meant church denomination not right. monetary <laughs> denomination like really well, you can keep, like, yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that yeah. would be interesting how much yeah
0: <laughs> so it's, it's a it's a real easy quick give kind of thing so i think That's we'll use awesome. it more in the future i
1: would be number one appreciative because i never have cash on me and I right always right me neither bad when... yeah. yeah so yeah. good stuff All right. Uh, I think time for community news and feedback, and we're going to thank our friends over at Facebook's Wells intersections conversation group, um, for sharing a few interesting links. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out uh, a website called nappy it's black art by nappy stock, and it focuses on African-American people who are doing artistic things. And all of this is completely, um, it's licensed Creative Commons Zero. So it's mm-hmm. royalty free and you're able to make use of it. Like I said, it's very focused on artistic type imagery. Um, but if you're trying to get um, people of color into the mix of uh, imagery that you're using for different promotions or whatever, this might be a site that that provides that for you. So check it out. Cool. All right. Um, the other mention is um Kim Commando's newsletter. I think yeah. maybe it was Pastor Peter Hagen who said. Speaking of 2008,
0: follows... I mean, I think that that she's been <laughs> around for a really long
1: time. I think time. I remember us talking about Kim Commando way back when, yep. and here she is still around. Um, and I did subscribe. Uh, the newsletter is called The Current, and it comes out daily, and occasionally she'll send out some kind of an alert if there's something breaking or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a copy of Today's Current. And it's kind of lighthearted, but really packed with a lot of great advice. Um, This lead article is talking about people who are um, making videos just to capitalize on different events, like uh, people passing away. They read different comments and things and make videos just to get search ability and stuff out there. So really interesting. If you do come across those videos, obviously you can report it. Um, And again, just kind of the water coolers, just kind of quick hitting headline type news that's data or technology related Um, different device advice that's available, things about your firewall in this newsletter um, things to listen to podcast uh, tech upgrades or life upgrades And a different deal. So you might be looking for a particular item and and there's a sale on it or something that she's highlighting. And so definitely um, an interesting read and very quick to scan through and see if anything um, hits home with you. So I am excited to have a new newsletter. I'm going to tell you, I only subscribe to three now. It's been two for quite a while. So one on ed tech and one on technology. I'm adding a third to the list, and and I'm pretty selective. But I'm excited about this one. So I appreciate the recommendation. Good stuff.
0: Neat. All right, I, Sally. I think it's about time to remind our audience that they can always go to Wells Tech wells.net for all this good stuff that we've been talking about. You can go all the way back to 2008 if you like. Um, so I think <laughs> it's uh, a valuable resource definitely for us, but uh, for, for uh, I think our listeners as well there, they can also leave comments and suggestions for future shows or interviews. Um, so take advantage of all the stuff that's there. You can leave a voicemail. You can always email us, too. Wellstech at wells.net is where we, uh, we uh, frequent, and we uh, look at that inbox, of, um, and we'll pass information along if you share it there. So please do that. Speaking of great stuff, I'm really excited about our show next time. We have uh, got some folks from multilanguage. Productions coming on the show to talk about some technology they've been using in their Academia Cristo and TEL network uh, ministries. So tune in next week or next time for uh, an interview where we talk about some stuff that I think would, might be interesting for congregations to think about. So just a little bit of a tease there. Sally, thanks for everything you do. Uh, All these years, all these leap years later, we're still at it. So uh, appreciate you and what you do. And uh, appreciate our listeners. Please come back next time uh, as we talk about where ministry intersects with technology. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.